Johan Johansson. Johan Johansson, yeah. I had some good names, or uh, I mean, good good movie scores. Pretty good names. Uh, I, I liked yeah. Mbop quite a bit. Oh, I was about to make that joke. Uh, you beat me. Episode 169 of the Insert Credit Show, a relentlessly paced audio program on the subject of video games, where a panel of experts, occasionally joined by a guest, answer a series of questions over the course of an hour. These panelists generally have exactly six minutes and no more to find consensus, lest they subject themselves to the wrath of a horrible buzzer. That was it. That's the buzzer. I did it. I'm the host and moderator of this program, Alex Jaffe. And one of my favorite, very specific, but sort of ubiquitous tricks used in video games that I always really like is when you go back to an earlier part of the game, but it's kind of different now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm a participant of this program, uh, Frank Cifaldi. And one, let's see if I can remember this. One of my favorite, very specific, but sort of ubiquitous tricks used in video games that I always really like. Did I get that right? Yep. Uh, Is... uh, I'm a sucker every time in something like a Metroidvania when uh, I realize, oh, I can I can go up that wall now. Like it gets me every time somehow. Ooh. Uh, hello, I'm Tim Rogers, and uh, one of my favorite, very specific, uh, yet somehow ubiquitous tricks that video games do uh, is uh, I'm gonna just say in Dragon Quest. I think my number one favorite thing is when in Dragon Quest you see a a door that is mm. a see-through of somehow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's got bars, like a jail door, and you can see through it, and behind it uh, are a bunch of treasure chests, and you try to open it, and it says the door is locked, and it is extremely early in the game, uh, such as within the first hour or two, and uh, you don't get to open it until about 90 hours later. I love that. I always like to think maybe there's some speedrunning strat somehow. Who's speaking right now? Where you can get in there first. Uh, I'm Brandon Sheffield. Hello. I'm also on this program. And one of my favorite what's-its-with-all-those-words that Jaffe said is uh, <laughs> when you can do something that feels kind of superfluous, like in the, the Bonk's Adventure remake. <laughs> it's Bonk. Um, in the Bonk's Adventure hey. remake for PS2 and GameCube. The one that can, didn't uh, ship? What do you know about that? How could <laughs> you, you have known about that? You can bonk enemies up into the air and you can like keep hitting them and it's difficult to do but you can get really high up doing that and whenever there's something like that i always think it'd be cool if there was a reason or if there was something that i could do with this and it's and every time that i discover something like that that is just uh, a semi-emergent gameplay and then i am rewarded for it but the the thing i am rewarded with is not a requirement like it's just you get this extra thing because you were able to figure out how to get up high that that one always gets me i like that that is great yeah when you think you're breaking the game but they're like oh i see you there Uh so isn't it true that the reason that game was canceled is because uh the reward you're talking about for bonking enemies into the air is that you it starts playing in the air tonight by phil collins and uh, right the licensing fell through yeah i guess that's right are you are you actually talking about the wii one frank uh that was canceled Oh, I guess I... Oh, there was a PS2? There, okay, there was a yeah. PS2 GameCube remake. That just, did come out, not the... That did right, come out. Right. Just, just to make sure that Apologies. the joke was Apologies. fully... Okay. With freakish 3D graphics that I actually thought were pretty good. Wait, like so it. Jeffy, I had I had a question, Jeffy. What was the episode number of this episode again? Uh, 169. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you goon. Yeah, okay. Go. Okay, so, just, just making sure... This week, we had a guest cancellation at the last minute. Hopefully, we'll have them on in the future. Oh, well. Name names, Jaffe. Fingers uh, crossed. I will not. (laughs) What I will do is tell you that we have a special and kind of stupid backup plan in place. Uh, This week, we will be addressing the 20 most popular video game questions on Quora.com for three minutes each. (laughs) So I I actually, I want to say something real quick about Quora.com. Um... Quora.com, much like Pinterest, is one of those websites that cannot help itself from showing up in my god darn Google search results of course. when I search for literally anything. Yeah, you right? have to remove both of those sites from any search in order to have something good. Yeah, it's come real out bad. It. Yeah. So, and then sometimes you'll see a Quora and you're like, ah, I kind of want to look at the answers, right? 
every once in a while. I've I've been having some, uh, to put it lightly, some medical problems the past couple of years. Uh, and you know, every once in a while, there's you know, there's real doctors on Quora.com. That's the whole idea. It's part of that verification zeitgeist where you can get an answer from a verified professional. Why they are giving this advice for free? Who knows? Anyway, Quora.com. Jaffe, I didn't tell you this when you mentioned it earlier. I canceled and closed my Quora.com account about three days ago. Oh, cool. Because I received an email from Quora that was like, your Quora Digest. And I'm like, I I filter these. I thought I had these going in a filter. And every once in a while, one of them slips out and just spills stumble bum into the living room of my, my, my Gmail inbox. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to put a stop to it. So according to Quora, my account has been flagged for deletion and it will be gone within uh, 31 days, which is apparently how long it takes them to delete it. It's a while. Uh, So let's consider this your bon voyage. Yeah, I'm saying goodbye to Quora for real. Our first question comes from Jay Sapinski, who asks, how do you spot gamers in real life? Wow, that's a Quora question? Yeah. Yeah. Lord! Oh, are you rethinking your uh, exit here? Because <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say one thing. You know, it's a gamer if uh, he's wearing that god darn uh, N3 hoodie. Yes. The Mass Effect hoodie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, no one who is not N7. a quote or N7 N3 N7. Uh, I I was I hoped to God I'd gotten it wrong, and it turns out I had. Uh, if they're wearing that N7 hoodie. No you one, might be a gamer. No one would wear that were they not a, like, quote-unquote gamer. Period. That person is definitely a gamer. That's how I interpret the question, as how, do you, how can you know for sure. Definitely a gamer. Capital I'm, I'm G. struggling a little bit to uh, come up with answers to this question that are not just judging how people look, um, which is... It's, well, uh, that's not. I, I want to just some, point out that's that's not no, what I, I'm doing I, oh, with yeah, the yeah. N7 I mean, thing. I recognize yeah, first that. instinct yeah. is gamer shirt, right? Second instinct yeah. is something about their physical appearance that yes. is unintentional. Oh, yeah, certainly, right. certainly, yeah. certainly. No, I, I wasn't accusing you of that. I'm just saying, like, it's it's really hard to not do that. I think that, but I think I've there's seen also some like, conventionally attractive individuals wearing that N7 hoodie. By the way, just there's for the there's record. some hotties on uh, GDQ. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just how it is, Jack. I think contextually, you can tell. Like, if you're in a place where games are, you can see it in the eyes, you know? Like, if you're if you're in a... Like a even doll's a, if, if you're in a barcade, you can definitely tell who the gamers are and who's there to do something else or who's there to just, you know, be there with other people. When you're at PAX or uh, GDC even, like... I think GDC is a good one because GDC, you got a whole spectrum of people involved with games. There are people who make them and are really tired of it. There are executives who are just like trying to siphon money up with a vacuum. And then there's a group of people walking around and you can just see in their eyeballs, they got this kind of like shiny gleam there. Everything's exciting to them and and those are the gamers in that context i feel that's very contextual though that's not everyday gamer those no. are those are the young folk at gdc who still think that they can uh, change the medium no but the, the i mean yeah. they're, they're also i feel there, there's an increasing number of people at gdc that are just there because it is a game conference and it and it and they could get to it and it wasn't that expensive uh, so i'm i'm actually more talking about those people less the idealists and more the um the spectators to the industry okay and that's time Ooh. oh <laughs> well we didn't really solve that one <laughs> Noriza asks what about fallout lore bothers you uh, uh, that anyone well, cares the, about it is kind the of fact that there's so, wait, so what is fallout lore so fallout is uh is a retro it's a retro apocalypse right it's yeah. a, it's a, it's a retro yeah. history. wait or is retro retro future does that mean that something reality diverged at some point in a our past to create a different future which is not is what, what fallout so. is no it's no. not it takes place still in the future from where we are now but aesthetically well, time was frozen at that time the apocalypse didn't happen in the 50s or whatever no it did that's how i understood it yeah oh i oh. don't know so that would maybe. be alternate history not retro future. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay okay well, what, what do i, I actually thought that that it took place in like 2030 or something but uh well okay. then it would then it would be that. a retro future yeah. uh Right. It takes place in the future of an altered past. Well, I'm just saying that that okay. uh, that bothers me about the lore. 
<laughs> yeah. That sort of thing, because I, I don't understand what's going on there. Because the way I've always thought of Fallout is, is like it's supposed to, again, I'm probably wrong here because I don't care. Though I felt like it's like supposed to happen in like our real world. It's supposed to have some semblance of real world reality to it. Mm -hmm. And uh, people in the 50s were building Fallout shelters, but they weren't these big old fantastical underground mall of america's like they got in uh fallout what about True. fallout lore bothers you i yeah. don't know uh, i mean i don't think it's a lore answer but I, I i'm usually bothered playing the games because you go into someone's house that they live in and it's just piles of garbage everywhere and it's like you didn't clean nowhere in the story did you clean your house you just left it <laughs> as something that blew up 100 years ago I just I just Googled it. I shouldn't do this. It's a bad precedent to set two questions in. Though this guy says, uh, in reality, the nuclear fallout from the sort of war shown in Fallout would have been pretty much long gone by the events of most of the games. The half-life of the sort of nuclear isotopes found in nuclear bombs is only decades, not centuries. Uh, so, and then they're talking about how there's basically radiation everywhere in the world of Fallout. Guy's right, so. Well, there's also nukes that continue to go off through the games so oh, it's, yeah, it's yeah, a there's continuing a, thing it, it keeps going the nuke story yeah uh pit boy kind of bothers me i i don't i can't really put my finger on why but something about pit boy fandom i guess <laughs> people people liking pit boy so much it's iconography used by people who are very nostalgic about mid-century america who tend to be a type of people i mean that's how you can identify a gamer uh, the type a of people boy. producing netflix tv shows is a bit of a <laughs> that's my joke about netflix is a everything's mid-century i watched that queen's gambit it's just a mid-century furniture uh sort of uh, buffet table that show aditi trevetti asks what is the most messed up thing you've ever done in any video game there's this game called grand theft auto 3 where you can uh <laughs> you can pay a lady of the night to have uh, intercourse with you in your car okay and then you can kill her and what? get the money back you get the money back yeah that's pretty messed up it's messed up i actually never did that that was what the reviewer of on ign did so i didn't do that was it the yeah, reviewer it, on it ign was definitely who did a that? classic one that people would bring out the most messed up thing i've ever done in a video game well, I and say I, in my Tokimeki Memorial review that uh, I didn't realize when I, during my first playthrough where I did not let myself look at instruction manuals or anything. During my first playthrough, I, I made a phone call on Sunday morning uh, that I had a date with Shiori Fujisaki, and I didn't realize that making a phone call just takes your entire day. <laughs> so my guy wakes up and calls uh, his friend on the phone to say to ask if this girl hates me or not, the girl I'm about to go out on a date with. And then when it cuts back to the bedroom screen, it's nighttime already. And uh, I, have a, I, have a, I have an answering machine message from Shiori Fujisaki being like, where were you? I waited for hours. And I'm like, oh my God, I felt so bad. As I say in my review, I, that made me feel worse than when I accidentally ran over my first pedestrian in a Grand Theft Auto game. I have a I have a David Cage game answer. I think there are moments Ooh. of brilliance in those games. They're tiny though, and mine is that uh, in heavy rain we were uh, interrogating a subject, and he made a sudden move, and I shot him. But that that uh, exactly that's what happened, and uh, it turned out he was just like getting something out of his pocket or something. So I I, I, I killed an innocent man. Oops. Oh hey, I let me show you this. I tend to. Try. Oh my god. <laughs> I tend to try to play like as nicely uh, as possible, but so I don't have any really exciting ones. But I think the thing that I do intentionally that is not very nice is I in the Yakuza games that allow you to just break stuff in the environment. I'll just sometimes I'll go into someone's office and I'll just break every piece of furniture that's in there by just running into it full speed from one inch away and uh and just ruin everything in their house. I also do knock people down intentionally because sometimes it's faster. Gotta love it. Pretty tame, Brandon. It is, but I don't. I don't really. I you're don't talking do a about lot of bonking that. people in the air infinitely, and you're thinking this is uh, more <laughs> messed up than that. Those are uh, enemy creeps that are trying to. They're kill already you, dead. You're just hitting a corpse. I guess that's my favorite something. fatality, without a doubt, in all of Mortal Kombat is Johnny Cage's torso rip fatality in Mortal Kombat Two. Yeah, where he grabs the person by the waist and goes ah and rips their torso off and then turns around on a frame and slams it down onto the ground where it bounces like like a deflated <laughs> basketball. Well, and so ironically, that's, that's his, up, his stance doing that is exhibiting <laughs> extreme torso strength as well. Yeah, you gotta love it. It's very core. Cool. Okay. 
I used it to great effect in my Toki Making Memorial review. Uh, Anthony Andronic Moomjian asks, What? Is it bad to leave a gaming PC on all the time? Can it damage the PC? Um, uh, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say, as somebody who just put together uh, something that could probably, uh, I don't know, recalibrate the engines of an aircraft carrier or, or, or whatever, um, I, I'm terrified to leave this thing on all day. We were just looking at the CPU temps uh, a couple of minutes ago. I got yeah, it get hot. Played Horizon Zero Dawn at uh, 4K, 120 FPS on my NVIDIA RTX 3090, and it got up to 86 degrees Celsius. Uh, that's, uh, you know, 14 more degrees. It'll be boiling the coolant. So uh, that that's pretty hot. I don't want to leave this thing on all the time, so I always shut it down. I used to leave my Mac on all the time. The traditional answer is that it's better to leave a computer on than turn it off, but that is assuming a hard drive that has a disk that's spinning because those don't like going on and off. We're mostly past that now, so I think that that's gone. Uh, So I don't see a reason to not turn your computer off when you're not using it. Yeah, and uh, electricity-wise, it's probably a whole lot nicer to turn it off. It's delicious. And I don't think that startup energy cost is a thing really either so i think it's actually good to turn it off these days but that's just my hunch i actually got a, a main gear ignition power supply and i i modified it so that it literally makes a sound the volume of an actual shotgun blast every time i turn it on mm-hmm. uh that's not true though so wouldn't that be cool if your computer sounded like a shotgun no my previous computer made a really loud click when it turned on and i thought that was really cool it just went it was like this like snap of the fingers that was the sound of the power supply turning on. Uh, maybe that's... Uh, I, I, it was normal. I was scared it was something bad, and then it was uh, It was normal. I, I want to I put in my computer case to do that. The thing that's in the Qbert arcade cabinet, where there's that hammer that just hits something really hard. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Oh, that would be so cool. I want to have a shotgun blast sound play out of a speaker. Um, so yeah, I've got my Synology 1019 plus uh, disc system. You ever try one of those out, Frank? Yeah, something like it. Yeah. <laughs> I think you have the exact one. Um, uh, yeah, so that thing's on 24-7 over here. I got 1019 so, plus over here. I don't know what you Yeah, said. that's what I got. 1019 right. plus. Same one. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, I've got the four SSDs in my gaming PC, so I shut the thing down. I shut it down all the way. Shut them all down. Do y'all have C-3PO any room for any more uh, numbers and letters in your computers, or is or <laughs> y'all full up? No, we're full up. I think oh, we have to move on. There's plenty of room. Okay, this next question is from Andre Zast, who asks, Hulk will protect you from the final bosses of the last three video games you played. What? Do you live? Hulk? Uh, okay. Hulk, That's huh? a Quora question? Yeah. Played, not played to completion, right? It didn't say it didn't specify to completion. Yahoo answers at recess sort of question there. I had to play so many games for a competition recently that, uh, yeah, it's going to be a weird answer for me, I guess. For me, it's Yakuza, Mortal Shell, Mm -hmm. and uh, I think Faye Tactics. The answer is probably yeah. I think he'd I think I'd live. Yeah, the Hulk's a bad dude. He's a good guy. I haven't finished Hollow Knight, so I'm not going to count that one because I don't know what the final boss. Uh, yeah, if you Raw don't Danger, know the final boss is, yeah. The, the final boss of Raw Danger is running up some stairs. <laughs> I don't think yeah, Hulk could smash help. the puny stairs. He could. He might smash the puny stairs and leave me stranded. He uh, could carry you up him real fast. He could. I don't know if he wants to, though. Well, I guess he's protecting me. So we, yeah, he, we've established that, that, okay, that he's okay. helping. So he, he might just jump up the building because he can jump really high. So sure. I think he'd be good at that. Um, before that was Yakuza Like a Dragon. Absolutely, Hulk would would uh, smash that guy. Turn the guy into soup. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't remember what was before that. Up to you, so, uh, Tim, you go. I'll, I'll think about what was before that. Three games I played that I played today. In fact, it doesn't really count because I, I, I had Sonic the Hedgehog two on and I had Horizon Zero Dawn on. Though I was mostly doing recording tests. Don't count. I'm not counting those. I played three games today, one hour each, and they were. And uh, you can't make this stuff up. They were Red Dead Redemption 2, where the final boss, I don't want to spoil it, though it's, it's just kind of a cowboy. Uh, I played Ghost of Tsushima, uh, the final boss, kind of a samurai. Uh, well, he's a, he's a Mongol invader. So, I mean, Hulk could, could easily destroy either of those. Yeah, but the third dudes. game you played was the Incredible Hulk Ultimate Destruction. No, the, thir- <laughs> no, the third game I played was, uh, was Cyberpunk 2077. And uh, the final boss of that is kind of just a guy as well. So Hulk would definitely win. 
So uh, I mean, we got to go back. No contest. To me. We got to go, yeah, back, go to me back because I realized the uh, the other game I played in this time period, uh, just sort of randomly on Mame, was Konami's X Men Brawler. Uh, the final boss of which is Magneto. So I looked up on Quora who would win mm-hmm. in Hulk versus Magneto, and the yeah. consensus seems to be that Magneto wins, if not for uh, plot reasons. Oh but, yeah, I guess so. That's you, ridiculous. You know, what? I'll allow it. So. Frank is dead. Everybody else lives. That's how that question goes. Yeah. Oh, excellent. I died. Yeah. Uh, our next question is from Khan Kala, who asks, how difficult is legendary difficulty in Skyrim? What? <laughs> <laughs> the hardest part of playing legendary difficulty Skyrim is just turning that game on and deciding to do the hard difficulty. I honestly don't know. I only ever played Skyrim on the, the, the middle of the road normal difficulty setting. Same. I have absolutely yeah, I've not, no idea. I've not played Skyrim, period, but I've played other games from... So I have... I mean, I've, dabbled, I've, I've, I've dabbled in Fallout's sort of hardcore modes, but I don't know if it's related because in those it's more about uh, having to drink water and eat food and stuff like that. Is that Skyrim's yeah. legendary? No, Skyrim's yeah, just, so. uh, the enemies are just louder in Skyrim's legendary difficulty. They just, they're, they're the volume, you got to turn the volume <laughs> down when they show up. Or cheese wheels. Then you got to turn it back up to hear the ambient noise. So it's hard. Sounds pretty hard. I, I think the answer yeah. is that it's pretty hard. Okay. The enemies are just they're like they're dangerous to your hearing on they're legendary bullet difficulty. sponges and you don't have any bullets. But I'm how actually, does that affect the fact that your main attack is shouting? I'm looking it up on Wikipedia right now. Yeah, and, uh, I can see you are. Yeah, you're supposed to you're you have to yell and then the yelling is also very loud. So you have to turn your volume down when you yell. So basically, if you have your volume button handy, yeah, it's a whole other knob. Like, I mean, I've got I've got this little knob on my audio interface that I can just turn down whenever I want to. So if you have one of those near your left hand, then legendary difficulty is not that bad. Otherwise, you're going (laughs) to you're going to you're going to suffer some uh, chronic tinnitus. That's my answer there. I'm an expert. I'm a PhD yeah, in video games. Yeah, I think games. we can accept that one and move on. Verified on Quora. Uh, uh, so. Noriza asks, this is Noriza's second question in the wow. top 20. Wow. What is something in the Call of Duty games that makes no sense? Oh. In the Call of Duty games, it makes no Well, okay, well, number one, your guy runs goddamn 30 miles per hour, man. Like, like nobody can run that fast. That's two-minute miles. I, I clocked it. I clocked it as part of a review I did a long time ago. And I understand that uh, if, if he ran any slower, the game would be dumb and for babies, like Battlefield, according to Call of Duty fans. Though That doesn't make sense. They try to explain it away with his exoskeleton legs in Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. Too little, too late, my friend, <laughs> is what I would say to that. I mean, That's most of it answer. doesn't make sense. You, you, uh, you get shot and, and then your vision turns red and then it goes back to normal later. Like, I've been uh, shot, and that is kind of what happens. That's, that's, um, <laughs> that's, that's kind of what happens. So. Also, they made uh, Reagan a, a, a good, cool guy in in the oh, new Ron one. Boy. So, uh, Ron Boy. So that that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I, I, w- I was struggling to formulate the joke answer about patriotism, but it didn't the quite Gipper? come together. Yeah, I just right. did it straight straight yeah. out. I, it yeah. doesn't make any sense that they call it Call of Duty Cold War and not Call of Duty One for the Gipper. <laughs> <laughs> Big red one for the giver. <laughs> Some, something that, that does make sense but is very annoying is whenever you walk a little bit off the path in any of these games, you get blown up by, by a grenade. That's probably that's kind of somewhat that's, accurate. That's, that's but, kind uh, of fun though. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's annoying. You know what doesn't make sense about the Call of Duty games? Activision didn't just uh, uh, treat those people at Infinity Ward like they were a bunch of kings. You know that they didn't treat them like royalty. And instead, uh, scattered them and sent them uh, escaping elsewhere to make their own games. Does that that doesn't make sense about the Call of Duty games to me? If I yeah, were Activision, true. I'd be like, I'll give you guys. All right, you guys can have a, a billion dollars. Here's a billion. I would have grown that studio under that leadership of those smart people instead of just kicking them in the nuts over and over again like they actually did. So that's that's what I think. Uh, it's a good answer. Let's move on to our next one. Uh, this question is from Kyle Dring, who asks. <laughs> Why are low morality games so popular? What? What does that mean? Low morality? Uh, I think Kyle Dring means like a game where you play a character who isn't a super good guy. Oh, I thought it's not, oh. it's not like a character does a, a swear. game with a morality meter. Is, it's yeah. Is this in like the, the, the Sunday school portion of the yeah. forum or like, like what's <laughs> going on here? <laughs> 
<laughs> like, what, what, yeah, what I doing? think Kyle Drang is somebody's dad. Oh, big where, boy. Where, where two people have sexual intercourse with each other out of wedlock. Is that what happens in these? Sexual? Something like that. Yeah. Why are there so many of those nowadays? You mean games where like a guy grips someone right above their hip bones? <laughs> <laughs> tears their torso off and then throws it so that it just like <laughs> smacks into the ground. And no then, morals, <laughs> no morals from that Hollywood elite. Oh wait, oh wait, I was thinking of Mortal Kombat. Yeah, that's, you, that's a low, you were mortality. low mortality. No, no, that, I was thinking of a high mortality game, not a low morality game. Bingo! Nice. <laughs> oh, oh, very man. good, very good. I mean, it, you know, why are the why is a lot of the DC superhero movie stuff about being a jerk to people? You know, it's 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 uh, some people's preferred form of escapism is being above the law or or above morals so. above above the the above etiquette i believe yeah. is another etiquette, thing sure. people it's like uh, above the consequences Hedge- right like that's just mm-hmm. what people want to escape into uh lately, sonic the hedgehog maybe. doesn't just beat up dr robotnik he also cracks wise while doing so uh that's like a double power trip mm-hmm. add to that the fact that shoes Make that boy run fast, and uh, you're go. You just you've lowered the morality, and you've also increased my interest. You Here's know what my I mean? question about Sonic: yeah. when he hits that TV and gets shoes out of it, yeah. does he replace his old shoes, or is he wearing two pairs of shoes at that time? And that was that's I think what makes I think contained within the television is the idea of shoes. <laughs> shoes. But he's already wearing shoes. You, you ever go see a movie? No. And then uh, as you strut out of the theater, I know I haven't been to a movie. I feel I think it's been like eight years now is what it feels like. Uh, And then you strut out of the movie and you're just thinking of how cool a character was in the movie. And then you you feel like uh, you want to be like them. Yeah. Yeah. Like after Sonic. Yeah. I'm actually I'm actually paraphrasing uh, something Hideo Kojima said once. (laughs) I I don't feel I don't feel that way at all, though. People resonated with that particular quote. So I figure it must be something people feel, though. uh, He just sees it's like you see a shoe commercial on TV. You see Michael Jordan jump, and you feel like maybe I can slam dunk too. Is that about that's why what it is. Kojima owns the drive jacket? Yes, Kojima owning the drive jacket is one of those strange things in this world because he he lives in Japan where he could buy a beautiful, authentic jacket made by artisans and uh, have his own like super cool jacket. Yet he goes straight for the one depicted in a Hollywood film. That's the real low morality game. I feel like it's not that strange considering when you asked him what his favorite novels were or whatever. And he was like, yeah, Dan Brown uh, is real good. Yeah. I love that. He uh, didn't say that he, it was real good. That's he, said, he said it was what he had most recently read, but he also right. said he liked it. Yes. All, All right. right. Lily Shen asks, what is the cheapest thing you've done to win a video game that wasn't technically cheating? Um, uh, I feel like first time I ever beat Halo 2, I don't even know how I killed the final boss. He like fell off of the elevator. Yeah. Like within like three seconds of the start of the fight. And then it's like, you, we did it. Let's get out of here. And then that was it. I was like, oh, that he just fell off of the elevator. That big gorilla. I've done a lot of uh, winning of Street Fighter games in my early youth by just doing like a jump kick and then a low kick. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's just, not cheating. Not, yeah, that's within cheating. the rules. It's not. Yeah, it's, yeah, the it's rules. not. It's not. But it's cheap, and it's like I I was trying to learn the systems. I was trying to get better, but at a certain point, I would get frustrated, and then I'd be like, "Oh, I'm just gonna jump kick this guy, and then do a low kick after that." And uh, usually, work. The rules are your opponent's got to pay attention, and in the mm-hmm. single player mode, if he's not learning to pay attention, I'll say something. This is me. Uh, this is me just uh, putting my whole butt on the microphone here. I have never killed a red eyed knight in Demon Souls uh, the normal way. I've never actually just sword fought the guy. I just walked and then let him fall off the stairs every single time. Never actually fought the guy. I feel like I probably could. I could take him. But it's more fun. I've never done it. It's uh, the go-to strategy. They put one in your face so early in the first level of the game. They put him right in your face. And you can either run away or not engage him or engage him and die or let him follow you straight up to some stairs and fall off. And uh, I've let him fall off those stairs every single time. I, I think I've said this before, but if if a game is somewhat difficult and offers me a way to make the game much, much less fun for myself, but makes it easier for me, I will do that and ruin the game for myself uh, completely. Like, I, I believe I've mentioned in the past, one of the Resistance games, I think, I think it was two, you got this weapon that shot through walls and you could see through walls to where the enemies were. 
you know, it was just a weapon you could have in the game. And they, they sort of gave you limited ammo, sort of. But if you just hunted exclusively for that ammo, and when you got into an area, you just shot through all the walls and killed all the enemies, it was the most efficient way to play the game. And uh, it's not fun at all, but I sure, I sure did it because it was easiest and made available to me. And you were not explicitly forbidden from doing so. No, I was somewhat encouraged in fact. In that case. They made the whole uh, weapon just to do that, so... So knowing that we're out of time, I'm answering anyway because I have a chance now. Um, Kill it. In, on the Famicom, uh, there is a hockey game in the Kunio series. I believe it's called uh, Ice Ice Niketsu Hockey Boo, something like that. There is a very specific position on the ice where if you uh, shoot toward the net, you will make it every time. Um, so I got through uh-huh. almost the entire game doing that um very cheesy it was winning you know 50 to 0 stuff like that and then you make it to the final team and they're blocking that spot oh man i yeah, loved yeah. that so nhl hockey 93 that uh, i only knew how to score a goal one way for many years and it was uh to be at an exact pixel yeah right up in the goalie's face and uh that's just how i played so you, you know in, in in the yakuza games except for three there is a surefire way to uh, win the bowling, uh, to get a strike in the bowling mini game every time. And uh, I actually appreciate it because there's still skill involved. You still have to do it right. But there is a way to always get a strike. And uh, that's how I always do it. And it doesn't feel like cheating because it's within the, you know, I'm using the mechanics of the game and I still have to actually do it right. All right. Uh, this is our 10th question in our series of 20. Excellent. It's from an anonymous user. Uh-oh. Can't asks, trust him. How do I find inappropriate games on Roblox? <laughs> Whoa! Uh-oh. Oh! Well, you know, they, I think they probably banned a lot of the, uh, the common search terms. And I think, really, you just have to get in the know and know what the uh, secret keywords are. Yeah, you got to ask other 12-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, you got to inappropriate games. <laughs> It's like if you search the... boobies, it's going to be like there are zero results because they probably banned that. But yeah, but yeah. If you search like knockers, search bobos. Oh Wait, yeah, yeah. Eight zero zero eight five. If you search for that, yeah, oh, then you can see the boobies. Yeah. Bobbies. I think bobos. I think it's eight zero eight zero five is what they. Yeah, make sure dad can't see. Yeah, I would search for bobos. <laughs> Man, Roblox. Are, are there porn games in Roblox? I wouldn't know. I feel like they wouldn't I, I, allow. Clearly, that. this person doesn't know. I perceived a few years ago that a lot of uh, the younger generation were using the word lewd, L-E-W-D, yeah. spelling it correctly and everything. A word, the spelling of which I did not know for many years, despite my mom's frequent usage of it. My mom was not an NPC in a Final Fantasy game, so I was unable to, to <laughs> see the, the spelling of the word when she, she called something lewd. And then, uh, I don't know, was that like a Tumblr word at one point? And now Definitely. lewd is just a common word. I think it was like 2015 that uh i i perceived the word lewd in widespread usage so that's that's interesting to me that that inappropriate is like the word uh let's guess that was a 10 year old 11 year old trying to figure out how to find them how long do you think he searched for the inappropriate games before asking that question days i think i'm gonna guess five ten minutes because <laughs> kids nowadays are used to stuff getting handed to them yeah maybe uh, so. i don't think kid has anything to do with it i think that's just human behavior now it is, it is, it is. So I'm saying if that's human behavior, it's probably kid behavior as well. Because mm-hmm. these kids are, uh, these kids are just getting everything. They've got, they've got instant access to all the music they could ever listen to. I don't know. You got a real sort of a grandpa stance on this, it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's good. It's good to have instant access to everything you can listen to. I'm just saying uh, uh, that 99% of... Day. 99% of what's on the internet is just noise created by a person who did not have the attention span to sift through the noise which exists because it's mostly noise because we have uh there's because noise. we've just yeah that's basically it there's there's so little actual signal on the internet that it's easier at least uh anecdotally for the moment to just ask a question than it is to actually look for the answer we'll be right back after a quick break 
Bonklin will, uh, if the TV's on and I'm out here, uh, he'll come run up, jump up, sit on the sofa, lie down, and just stare forward at the TV. I played Horizon Zero Dawn. He was just staring. Horizon Zero Dog. Bonklin was named after <laughs> Brandon's favorite game, Bonk's Revenge, and his favorite rapper, Lin Manuel Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> One of those things is right. Welcome back to the insert credit quarantine uh-huh. where we're answering the 20 most popular video game topics currently on Quora.com. Wait, what What made them the most? What's currently about it? Well, the uh, rankings change from day to day, depending on what's hot. That's Every day? true. Okay, so they're All most the popular right now. Yeah, they're the most okay. popular as we're recording them. So people care that much about Skyrim right now. Yeah, right now. Okay. Uh, David P. Black asks... Do soldiers in wars actually throw empty mags like in video games? No. Uh, only if they found love on the battlefield. Weirdly. Oh, yeah. That's right. Is that um, possible? You know, science hasn't figured it out yet. Um, you mean throw mags like, here, magazine, and throw it to their, their friends? Right. You're low on ammo. Here, have some of mine. Like that? I guess. I can see you're low on ammo, private. Here, have some of mine. And then they, like, throw it. From like 20 feet away. Did you all play that uh, that World War II one that came out like last year, the year before Call of Duty? Um, Wait, World War II or one? Is two. it pronounced is it pronounced WWII or WWE? I think it's WWE. So <laughs> yeah, it's the, the WWE one. WWE, not not the not World War One. WWE. But in that game, you got two buddies that can come with you, and one of them has ammo, and the other one has health, and and they're just like. A guy who you can like click the right stick on and he'll go, ah, oh, low on ammo, huh? Here's a mag and he'll throw it to you. Um, oh, yeah, it, that's it's, good. It's kind of weird. They're like, <laughs> by the way, we don't we don't do this in real life. Just so you know, <laughs> what's 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 this game called? War Friends? I think, what is yeah, it? War, War, War Pals. I think it's called Duty World War Two is what it's called. But let me see. Duty War? D-O-O-D-Y War? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is called Call of Duty World War Two. Indeed. So yeah, oh. that's that's oh, the one. Oh, Call of Duty World War Two is the uh the one one made by uh Treyarch. No, World Sledgehammer. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah. Yeah, Call it's... of Duty World at War and Call of Duty World War Two and then Call of Duty One and Call of Duty Two all are about World War Two. That's true. Uh, in case anyone listening needs to know Call that. of Duty True. And in World War Two, so we were talking about just in general, though in World War Two, yeah, they did just throw magazines at each other. Okay. Except they were uh, they were usually Playboy magazines. Hey. Because hey. the boys hey. needed it. Playboy didn't start until uh, 1953, so uh, I'm going to have to, to call foul yeah, on the that. field here. No, Mr. no. Magazine. Hugh Hefner was writing them. From the field. Oh, uh, it was back when, back when it was a zine. I see. <laughs> well, right. yeah, yeah, Playboy zine. And uh, Hugh Hefner was in the war. Right. I forgot about he that. He was that guy with Those a bunch are rare of like, now. A bunch yeah. of like condoms taped right. to his helmet. And then he'd throw them to you. This Come next on. question is from Sam Bun, who asks... Sam Bun. What game feature or animation makes you think, this person must have had a lot of fun making this? Oh, I have, I have an immediate answer for this. Uh, Let's hear it. In Sonic Mania, when you press up Ooh. to look up, Sonic does this blink that's just perfect before he looks up. And uh, they had a lot of fun animating that. I wonder if that was Paul Vere who did that. Don't it probably was. It probably was. It's just, it's a really good character moment where he just does a little like blank before he looks up it's really nice what was the really bad 3d alien that gearbox did um colony alien something? colonial marines yeah yeah That's colonial it. marines Wait, That's what right. was the really bad game that gearbox did oh well, all of them yeah hey. um, so that in that, that that classic alien animation where it was all messed up and the alien w- looks like it was just waddling down the aisle i love it uh it was later revealed mm-hmm. um someone was asking <laughs> the animator of that uh, how do you feel having your stuff called out like this? And he's like, this is the first time anyone has ever paid attention to anything I've ever done. So I love it. Uh, so <laughs> retroactively, that guy had fun with that animation. Not really a perfect answer to the question. OK, I have another answer. If oh, you, let's if hear you it. need one. Um, Go for it. So something I really enjoy is very unofficial Famicom and NES games. And one of my favorite developers is a studio called Dragon. And they did a lot of like cartoon based stuff. They did Lion King games and and they did one based on like a Russian cartoon with a rabbit. But specifically in the Lion King games, when you get a game over, you can play as uh, Simba, Pumbaa or Timon. 
there's a really elaborate uh, animated cutscene of them killing themselves in different ways. Oh and God! They had a—I mean, like Simba hangs himself, and it's just beautifully animated. What? <laughs> they had a lot of yeah, fun making it, dude. It's the Lion King three. If you're looking it up, Tim, I heard you typing. Yeah, yeah. I just want to <laughs> let you know the first result uh, for Simba hangs himself is a picture of John Tron's face. So how do you know someone is a gamer? <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, because apparently he did a video about that. Yeah, that's pretty sick. Wow. In Grandia, they have a little fanfare when you win. Lovingly done and, and animated to each character's kind of personality that I feel like they must have had some fun doing those. I think, I think this is a, a good question. This how do you know somebody had some fun doing something? I think it's a good question. Yeah, when I saw yeah. that one, I was like, this is an insert question right here. Though I, I uh, partially, uh, sort of a NASA grade ramp, uh, sort of increase in acceleration of the number of questions I get from people who tell me that I, I get to play video games all day, which must be a whole lot of fun. I bristle at the notion of, of describing something as uh, having been a whole lot of fun for somebody. However... Looking at this Simba hanging himself animation, definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's really sick. That's a really sick thing. And you don't you don't do that much yeah. work on that scene unless you're having fun. Norisa asks, "What if you woke up in a video game and there was no way out?" Oh, are we talking about? Uh, Is that the full extent of the question? That's the whole question. Are we are we talking about the game a way out? Because there is a way out. It's just they don't want you. They want you to think there isn't, and it's just there generally is a way out. Everybody play a way out. Yeah, Frank, did you play a way out? Nope. You should play a way out. You need one friend to play a way. You out, need though. yeah. You need a person to okay. sit next to you and play the other character. Great. I I believe you have one of those. I got one of those built into the house. Yeah. Brandon, you should also play. Did you play a way out, Brandon? I didn't. You should play a way out too. I am recommending. Okay, so every time I've ever recommended this game, whether in a video or on a Discord or uh, during a stream or on a podcast, every single person in the audience thinks I'm joking about it. No, you really, really should play it. It is an extremely worthwhile experience. It's very fun. It's very easy. It goes down easy. It's fun. It's fast. Uh, I think you'll have a good time with it. So that's my pitch for a way out. You should try it. Get it on your PlayStation. It's split screen. I'll give it a look. Even online, if you play it online, it's split screen. Mm. So it's meant so to be played by two people. Yeah, there is a way out. <laughs> There's always a way out. Oh, no, that I game. Would, yeah, I, I remember the trailer looking really cool now that I'm looking at it. Yeah. So if I were stuck in a video game, first of all, do I get to pick the video game? No, right? Presumably you not. I'm looking at my shelf. I wouldn't want to be stuck in Danganronpa, let me tell you. Um, oh, that's not a good one. I wouldn't mind being stuck in Tokimeki Memorial. Uh, yeah. That wouldn't be so bad, I guess, if I were doomed to relive a kind of a, a tangential high school experience constantly. Also, who who are we? Like, what you could be stuck in Yakuza and you're an NPC and you only got one thing to say. Oh, yeah, that could be you weird. Stand there. No, the I mean, whole I'm time. assuming I would. I'm assuming we would be ourselves. So I wouldn't mind being stuck in pretty much any uh, Yakuza game, especially Yakuza Zero. You get that bubble era. You get to kind of hang out and listen to cool j-pops in the convenience yeah, store but there's a there's a finite amount of stuff like after uh, a few days you've seen everything yeah i won't be stuck in second life i think let's let, let's face it there's there's only so much stuff that i interact with over the course <laughs> of, a, of a year right like i wouldn't mind being stuck in kabuki cho uh cartoon kabuki cho for uh uh for i don't know forever who cares i would uh i would start eating uh whatever food it is they have there it might be vegetarian, even though it looks like a hamburger because it's made it's out of digital. bits and bites. Who knows? It's so digital. I guess our final answer is we'd learn to live with it. Yeah. yeah. Most games you could hang out and learn to live with it or yeah. go crazy or die. Are because, the only yeah, Norisa's answer yeah. was I'd probably kill myself. The Simba option. Even a Souls game, you, yeah. kill, you, you can hang out. You can like, Basically, Souls games are games about learning to live in every level. Final answer is just play a way out. Sure. Uh, this next question is from Ryan Nelson, who asks, are there any games that punish or mock you for playing it a certain way? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wolfenstein, the original Wolfenstein, the sure. Can I Play Daddy difficulty uh, shows the guy with a, a baby bonnet on mm -hmm. his head mm -hmm. and a pacifier in his mouth. So it's basically telling you that you're a baby. Uh, Tim, I'm afraid I'm going to have to dock you the points I've been mentally tallying in the uh, episode so far because I knew whoever went for the Wolfenstein answer would be uh, reaching for the easy one. Well, I mean, it's just an obvious answer. This yeah. seems like you're asking for the easy answer with a question like this. Games that make fun of you? That's, that's a good answer. 
I mean, come yeah, on. I agree. I think that's. I don't have answer. a better answer. Is there a less obvious one? I mean, uh, I feel like pretty much every video game. God Hand uh, does the opposite by the 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 worse you're playing at the game, the 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 lower the difficulty gets, and the better you play at the game, the higher the difficulty goes. And there's a difficulty meter on the screen at all times that accelerates up to level die, as it's called, which is the peak difficulty attained only by uh, getting masterful combos and dodging ruthlessly numerous times. You start the game with a kick me sign on your back, God Hand, and if you get hit in the back, you lose the sign. So you're made fun of until you get hit. So it's doing the opposite. Is that a less obvious answer? I feel like Nintendo games of a certain era, of that early GameCube era, make fun of you for for knowing how to play Nintendo games already by constantly uh, being like, did you know you can hit A to jump kind of stuff? Like playing the game correctly and with knowledge you're made fun of for in in Uh that era of video games. I feel like Earthworm Jim 2 is making fun of you for buying a sequel to Earthworm Jim for the entire <laughs> game. Like, I feel like that entire game is a troll, and I kind of like rube. it for that. I was looking at Earthworm Jim 2 just the other day. I fired it up on my uh, my analog SG, uh, my Mega EverDrive flash cartridge. That game sucks. That's a game that's just, like, with the stupid, you're the blind salamander, and there's Moonlight Sonata playing. When I kinda... was, when that game came out, I thought that was clever and i yeah. now recognize that it's not but at the time it kind of blew my mind you know what that scene that that level is that's uh whoever came up with that idea took a whole bunch of mushrooms and then wrote the idea down turns out they were just mushrooms from the store <laughs> they were portobellas <laughs> yeah. sean kernan asks what's the furthest a parent has gone to get their kid to quit gaming how would we know that um, <laughs> probably military school i would guess yeah i would school. i was in the middle of fighting the final boss in contra 3 the alien wars when my dad came in and put an actual gun to my head and told me to turn the game off now he wow. said turn it off now turn it off now, turn it off now and he said he was going to shoot me and then i said no and then he said he he cried and left the room <laughs> so oh, god it turned Tim, say psych. Please say psych. So in other words, uh, basically he tested my resolve, and that's why I'm still a gamer today. (laughs) So that's not a true story. I have seen videos uh, uh, of of dads being like, no no tolerance for too much screen time. And and it's just like a video of them walking into their child's room while they're playing a PlayStation and smashing it and just like destroying it and ruining their life. Did you uh, all see that, yeah, that like story that, that was in like the New York Times the other day? Oh, that I didn't was like, really look at it, but it was there. Well, no, yeah. no. I mean, well, of course, who who would look at it, right? It's, it's, yeah. it's first of all, it's paywall. It's not its existence. The only glimpses we get are from the outside where it's, it's uh, somebody screenshotted it just to dunk it on Twitter. And then I can't <laughs> yeah. read it without logging in. So what do I know? So there was uh, a picture of it looked like a drug ad from the yeah. 80s. Did you see this yeah. thing, Jeffy? Yes, absolutely. absolutely. I saw it. Yeah. Like, uh, like it looked it looked like an ad about drugs where it's like parents sitting on either side of a of a kid who has headphones on. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, intervention and the, style. Almost. And, and the kid is just like staring ahead like a zombie. And the parents just have these dejected looks on their face. It looks like something from Jam, the uh, the, the the British TV show. If you've ever seen Jam, oh, watch the it. first episode of Jam, everybody. If you haven't seen it, um, it looks like something from that. Uh, it just looks really depressing. If that kid went to school, still, if that was a thing, he'd never yeah. be able to live that picture down. There like, is yeah. a the rest quote of his life. from his dad saying, "I've failed. I've failed I have you as a failed father. You as a father." And it's like. Ooh. So in other words, what's the farthest a parent ever did to try to get their kid <laughs> front to stop of the playing New York games? Times. Front page, <laughs> Jerry, of the New York Times, the paper of record. They get yeah, here it is, here it is. Parents fret. You see this, Jeff? Oh, I see it. <laughs> Parents fret as screen time stretches to months. I assume oh, it was the front page. I don't know, but uh, I actually am a subscriber, and I have the. It app, is the front page, and they yeah, yeah. and they send me maybe two push notifications a day, and that was one of them. So I assume a push notification is front page. I'm not losing my son to this. It's time for so, our next question. Our next question is from Ryan Russell, who asks, "What are some things that only gamers would understand?" Oh, the N7 jacket. 
on, put that jacket on. Like you put the letter, the numbers, if you have an N next to a seven. Nice. When I get a God darn Amazon package and the envelope for no real reason has the number M or the letter M followed by the number two on it. Nice. <laughs> right. I'm talking about single letter and a number. Nice. That's 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 a, that's enough to get me riled up. That's a bingo. These Amazon packages keep showing up with the letter M and the number two on them. Bingo. And I don't understand why. I sh- I sent one to you guys in the Discord last yeah, week. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, look, I I love it. If you ever ordering soda from a vending machine, I don't know if anyone has had to do that in the last five years. Probably not. Mm-hmm. But uh, when that does occur. Uh, I do find myself, all things being the same, ordering the 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 one that's E3 because oh, I, I mean, literally nice. thought about that my entire life. Yeah, and, every time and, I'm in a vending machine. And then uh, sometimes when you're at a vending machine at, for example, a gamer convention, the E3 cokes are are gone before any other ones. Like those those oh, rules. So uh, <laughs> oh, the, I, I love hearing that. Yeah, oh, that's fantastic. So that. Uh, that's the answer. Only gamers understand right. that. Christopher Abrahams asks a question I think won't take Sherlock Holmes to figure out. Why do Marvel games not made by Sony feel like they're pandering to MCU fans? <laughs> Have That's there weird. been that many in the MCU era? Like, uh, there was Avengers. Avengers, yeah, Marvel games. Uh, maybe there's two of them. There's Marvel Ultimate Alliance and... and uh, and uh, Avengers, those are the two, and uh, that that person feels like that's a lot because they're very young, maybe. Okay. Um, uh, I guess there uh, were some know, Iron Man games based on the movies because oh, in, in, in that final like that game was good. That final year of making a game out of a movie and putting it in that, a box, like back dude, in that, 2010 that, that or Captain whatever. America. Did you play that Captain America on Xbox I did. 360? Was, play, I, that I played game it, was good. I played like a press demo or something, but it was probably basically that the game. game. Yeah, it was cool. That game was was very, very good. And I mean, that was definitely pandering to MCU fans. Pandering. Why do we got to say pandering? That's the word that kids jump to now. They say pandering just because it's, uh, I don't know, it's trying to You know what I like. think of pandering? I think it's inappropriate. Oh, nice. very good, very good. I, think it's, I, mean, I mean, like the comics, like morph to closely resemble the movies. It's not pandering; it's just reality mm-hmm. trying to draw in a new audience. It's like that's what people think Marvel is now. Like you know, Nick Fury is Samuel is Jackson. What Marvel is that's now. what that's what Nick Fury is. Yeah, now. It is. So let's just change him in the comics, and they did. I believe the amount of money made by uh, made by the Marvel movies has probably completely obliterated and eclipsed the amount of money made by the comics over the course of history. Is that probably true? That's got to be true. Yeah, because checks be. out. Yeah, they make billions and billions. So that, I mean, I Marvel mean, was almost bankrupt before those movies came out. Yeah, Marvel get on, was Stanley. bankrupt. Oh, right. Yeah, they were in the, in the 90s. They filed for bankruptcy. Yeah, Stanley. Guy didn't even have a last name. Just goes Stanley. Come on. That's my yeah. joke. He's he's dead now, though. Uh, Moment of silence for Stanley. Good luck! <laughs> okay. Uh, Stan Lee's all right. Next but, question. Uh, oh, well, yeah. I just want to say I played uh, the rest of that Miles Morales game. That game's good. Yeah. And yeah. I want to say that uh, Ultimate Alliance 3 was pretty bad. Oh yeah, I don't understand that. That's like a it's what is it? It's like a Facebook game, except you have to pay a whole bunch of money for it. <laughs> Basically, yeah. We got one more question from Noriza, the king oh. of video game Quora. Uh, Noriza asks, "How do you know that they're a king? Is there like a they're like a he you, him on it? How do you spell it? How do you spell Noriza? I think king can be gender neutral. How do you spell uh, Noriza? How do you spell uh, it? N O R space R E Z A. E Z A. Yeah. Okay, I don't, I'm trying to find see if they have a Twitter. All right, well, I'm not finding it. Noriza asks. Well, yeah, because their social media platform of choice is Quora. Why would yeah, they be on Twitter? A strange bet to make there. Uh, uh, Noriza asks, why are support classes so dang boring in video games? Ooh! All you do is heal people and it doesn't feel rewarding. Well, first of all, it's because you probably aren't very good at it. And uh, se- second of all, I think uh, I-, I think the support classes are cool. Playing a support class in a MOBA is fun. And I think if they were to just... Uh, try applying some of the generations of feedback that uh, have have gone into making killing something feel fun to healing, right? To have like healing somebody like actually feel triumphant, like you're blasting them with like a shotgun of of health. When we were making our game Grab Jackers, we had a a character class builder 
that was uh, highly robust. It was combustibly robust. And we were able to make it so that a character's weapon could heal or do damage. And some characters that were dual class and they had the ability to heal with or with a weapon if they shot one of their, their teammates with it and then, and then hurt with the same weapon if they shot an opponent, which was a fun thing. So we invented this, uh, this uh, concept of heal rockets, which was really fun. Like you can blast a rocket that uh, kills the enemies and then and heals any of your uh, uh, friends who are in the area. Basically, the heal rocket ended up being you shoot a heal rocket and I mean, it explodes and it knocks back everybody it hits, but it also heals them. And that was fun because there was the risk of healing your opponents. We got something like that in a in a game that's coming up. Well, not exactly like that, but we have uh, like we have a, a chain heal ability and that you can yeah. also combine with healing enemies does like a status negative status effect to them. So, and then you yeah. can also level up your chain heal so that it will chain across humans and uh, I mean, across allies and enemies. And so then you'll uh, you can you can do that. I don't know. There's there's all kinds of good ways. Did you all play that healer only lives twice game? Yeah, I've seen that game. It's a game where you're just the healer and you're trying to cleverly buff your one knight that's in front of you to uh, keep them alive and help them have the right, you know, elements or whatever to attack the enemies in front of you. And it's cool. You're just a healer. That's the whole game. So the reason support classes are boring, uh, first of all, they're they're not really boring. Uh, second of all, it's because they're usually uh, stuck in video games where every action you perform is kind of a little soupy and underwater feeling. Yeah. Uh, Bonklin's, Bonklin's having a time. He's yelling at the wall. Uh, I think that means it's time to move on to the yeah, next so question. The, oh, okay. Well, I was just going to say that usually they're just in soupy games like MOBAs and... Uh, I think they could just learn a couple more Games tricks. Made by this is speaking of tricks. Uh, Craig O'Grant asks, "What's your favorite Minecraft trick, and how do you do it?" Minecraft trick. I like the one where you jump and you keep putting a piece of wood under yourself until you're like 800 feet. I love in that there. trick. Yeah, and then uh, you you just laugh and say, "Mommy, look what I did." <laughs> you know what? I, I don't really like Minecraft. I, I gave it. I gave it a shot. You know, anybody else here give Minecraft a shot? Yeah. Um, I played yeah, it for a, a week. Bit. Yeah. Um <laughs> it's uh I just, I thought it was something be cool. that I was I was um asked to play at a job on a stream, even though I'd never played it before. So I have some experience Ooh. with it. Um yeah, I don't know. It's like I understood the appeal, but it's not for me. My favorite Minecraft trick is where I make the game uh and then I get real rich and then I just become <laughs> a Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> Surprising everyone. You just wouldn't expect that 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 to be that kind of guy. A Nazi. What are the candy rooms holding My up? My favorite trick is probably the 360 Ollie to backside board slide or uh, maybe yeah. the uh... I would share my favorite trick with you but doctors don't want you to know it. Oh uh, uh, yeah, we don't want to get uh, you don't want to get disbarred. The yeah. trick is too or... <laughs> weird like seeing those contraptions that people made in Minecraft and then thinking about it but never uh, interacting with it ever again. I would probably still enjoy that. It's just not really a thing anymore that gets exposed to me. But I also enjoy that. I enjoyed, you know, working calculator out of physical objects. I think someone emulated a 6502 CPU, I believe. Yeah. In Somebody Minecraft. got Doom to run in it. Oh, yeah. So, did someone got Pokemon to run in it. What yeah. Did they? Yeah, there are emulators in there. Man, it's weird. You got big mm -hmm. physical buttons to press as the character. I like that for all of the amazing stuff you can do in that game, your your character still just like swings a twig arm up and down <laughs> and, and just like thwacks it with this very unsatisfying motion. And that's that's like how it is. That's just how it looks. Oh, it works for Skyrim. God, oh. I love Skyrim. I'm just kidding. That was a joke. <laughs> Bingo! <laughs> all right. Our final question is from another anonymous user who uh, asks, why is video gaming a teenage thing? What? <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, we, did right. we just get owned? <laughs> <laughs> why is video Dang. gaming a teenage thing? Uh, when you're a teen, you don't have a whole lot of choice. you don't have jobs. There's not a lot of schemes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's it, really. You, just, uh, you might as well play a game. When With Japanese video games especially, they tend to and be for teens because uh, and this is my very d diminishing view of Japanese school to work society but your teen years are the last time when you can really like be yourself before you got to go into the grind of the rat race it is commonly held 
And so mm -hmm. best years of your life, live it these, up. Yeah. In order to have these big adventures and be able to express yourself and say whatever you want and really go for it. Uh, it's gotta be teens because after that, you're not allowed to anymore. That's of course a very, um, it's a reductive view of the whole situation, but it, it is definitely an element to why there's so much teen content over there when it's not actually all consumed by teens. I think it's mostly because teens rule and being a teen is cool. Sure, if you're not going to market your thing to teens, then you're not marketing it to the coolest people. That's true. Yeah, and, and, and all adults just want to be teenagers again. Right, yeah. and it's like, as soon as you start questioning the flavor of Apple Jacks, you should stop playing video games. Exactly. exactly. It does, they don't taste like apples. If I were transported, my brain were transported back into my high school time and place body... I would be the smartest kid in all of my high school. I would be so smart. Were you not the smartest <laughs> kid in all of your high school? I wasn't uh, active in my high school. Hmm. I was uh, I was uh, an introvert who uh, didn't go out on a limb to prove myself. I was definitely not the smartest kid. I would own everybody in my high school. I actually looked up my high school valedictorian as a part of the research process for my Tokyo Mickey Memorial video. Yeah. I looked him up. <laughs> I found him on Facebook. What's he doing? Uh, I don't want to make fun of a guy. <laughs> oh, blasted! <laughs> I, I, I just, uh, yeah. This has been episode 169 of the Insert Credit Choice. Uh, do you folks have any recommendations for our audience before we head out for the week? Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll recommend watching the movie Mandy. <laughs> it was pretty Ooh, good. good. Mandy's film. good. Finally watched it. It's, uh, all vibes, colors, and music. And, uh, you know, you got to have a bit of a strong constitution for certain sorts of physical violence in order to view it, I would say. But uh, otherwise, yeah, it's pretty, pretty good one. I'm kind of a generic one, I guess, which is that um, I still think speedrunning's really cool. And mm -hmm. I, I, oh. feel like, I feel like uh, it's not as mainstream as it was maybe two years ago to watch people uh, with this craft do their thing. You don't think um, so? I don't know. I don't see it talked about as much anymore. Uh, I, I, I see it talked about a whole bunch myself. Well, I guess in case you forgot, it's cool. And uh, <clears throat> they just finished up AGDQ 2021 earlier this month. You can find VODs of everything. And uh, it's a lot of good stuff in there. So go have fun with that. I really wish I had time to watch a lot of those because they really are pretty fun. I, I don't like when uh, the participants start singing off key, which happens a lot in these. Well, but, uh, uh, everyone's at home. So. Right, yeah. There's not like group singing and stuff like that. Yeah, they still kind of. Yeah, there's one, some. There's some. It's true. It's, not, it's true. It's it, but you're right. It's you don't get everybody singing along with uh, Sonic R the way you did when they were all on a couch, which was just oh my god, it was painful. Yeah, painful you don't have times. that. But you do have. I mean, I've also discovered some cool looking games. Like, turns out Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions on the DS is pretty cool. Interesting Ooh. speed run of it. Oh, that's I, good. I really do like discovering games through watching these speedruns, like games that I would have discounted otherwise, and and uh, <laughs> like learning like about a DS spinoff of a Spider-Man console game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Has anyone ever done a good speedrun of that a series of unfortunate events game that was supposedly kind of good? Oh man, I would love to see that. Yeah, you do the skip, and then it's just a single unfortunate event. Yeah, just the one. <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah. Right, Tim, you got anything? Uh, no. All I haven't right. really, I haven't really partaken of much media this past week because of the, I've been just forcing myself to play video games, which is not, not my favorite thing to do. I actually, I want, I want to add on to mine really quick, which is that on the other podcast that I'm on, which is called the Video Game History Hour. Oh, that was my recommendation. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> first of all, go listen to that. I'll let Jaffe tell yeah. you why. But uh, specifically related to what I just talked about, um, we just had Summoning Salt on. Mm -hmm. um, who does those YouTube videos that that tell you the history of a particular speedrun category? Uh, yeah. I think he's one of the hardest working historians in video games, and I don't know if anyone had ever really talked to him about his craft before. So uh, go check that out on the Video Game History Hour. One right. of the hardest working. Are you trying to say? Are you trying to say you're the hardest? <laughs> I'm not doing much historian stuff. I'm History's <laughs> hardest working historian. Selling magazines is mostly what I'm doing right now. Uh, okay, well. <laughs> In addition to the Video Game History Hour, which has 15 episodes available right now for you to listen to, um, I also want to recommend the movie Batman Soul of the Dragon that came out this month. 
Uh, it's an animated kung fu movie. I That's had a lot a of fun watching from it. Tim there. No, yeah, I, I'm not recommending I was, it to Tim. I, I was uh, I was just yawning for real as I said, ooh, yeah, because uh, I would watch a direct to. Yeah, I would watch it. Is it on HBO Max? Um, not yet. What, really? oh, I, I, I was asking that question, uh, <laughs> wholly expecting it to be available on HBO. No, it HBO like Max. just came out, and they want to give time for people to buy it. I mean, they I'm put they put that Wonder Woman directly onto HBO. I mean, you you see where my expectations. I see, came yeah, from. I see where you're coming yeah. from. It's got, I'm picking up. It's got Michael Jai White. Yeah, yeah, he plays Bronze Tiger. He's great. Yeah, this is good. Uh, I also recommend you go on over to wherever you can find us on podcast distributors and aggregators, and rate and review us and. Follow us all on Twitter and subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash insert credit, to get mm-hmm. exclusive access to bonus content, the opportunity to send in your own non-Quora questions, and get our episodes one day early. You can also follow us on at insert credit and join the discussion at forums.insertcredit.com. Uh-huh. Once more, I am Alex Jaffe. I am Frank Cifaldi. I'm Tim Rogers. I'm Brandon Sheffield. And your game has now been saved. What if my new sign-off was, I played this podcast like a harp from hell? (laughs) Yeah. You could do that once, I think.